What's up, what's up, guys? Today I am with Jordan Amoroso. Jordan and I go way back. I met Jordan probably 10 years ago. My best friend at the time, hi Melissa, was accepted to Penn University and naturally, she took me along for the ride of meeting her new freshman crew. What the crew did not know is that I was a year younger and not joining them in the fall. In this process, I will never forget meeting Jordan in either pod or uh, continental. I'm not sure we had that dinner. Uh, but it was a dinner of 20 freshman girls and me, and I bonded with everyone, <laughs> and I stayed close with everyone, including Jordan. Jordan is an interesting one. She is someone I can say has truly tried it all, hasn't been scared of the risks, and remained true to herself in all of the changes. I'm so excited to share Jordan with you, and specifically her latest endeavor, Clove, a new sneaker startup that is making cool shoes for healthcare professionals. But she went through so many ebbs and flows before this, so let's get down to it. Let's start with where you grew up and what kind of vibe you were of a teenager and all of that. Tell us, Jordan. Lex, thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. When people meet me, sometimes they say I'm from Philly, but if you're from Philadelphia, you then give me shit because I say <laughs> I'm from Cherry Hill, so it's a whole thing. So I'll just say I'm from Cherry Hill. Um, my vibe was uh, I was definitely um, creative, into fashion, but also very much a tomboy as well play tennis very seriously since I was seven years old um and then you know I was pretty social but definitely kind of always did my own thing and was very a passionate person I mean I am a Scorpio after all yes <laughs> as we were just talking about this I'm like you're on the cusp Sagittarius Scorpio <laughs> so I know creativity has played a huge role in your life I mean tennis fashion all of those things when I first met you as we were talking about yeah. earlier you were dressed so cool Guys, she was in these really cute jeans, high-waisted shorts before anyone thought that was cool, and a necktie before anyone thought that was cool. <laughs> this is 10 years ago. She's, she's ahead of the times. So just need to put that out there. How has that creativity played into what we're going to get into? Yeah. But how has it played into picking schools? How has it played into where you wanted to go next? How is creativity, because you are literally like aesthetically just such a creative human, how is that like really factored into your life and making these next choices that, we're, that we'll get into? Yeah, I mean, thank you, you're so sweet. <laughs> Shout out to High Waisted Shorts, Man Repeller. Um, <laughs> they were the best. They were, yeah. Just recently got rid of those. Um, Sad. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I think when the creativity thing is interesting because there were times when I was creative just on a personal level. So when I was pursuing tennis or broadcast journalism, which we'll get into, mm -hmm. I was doing, I was maybe like, you know, at the news station where I worked when I first got out of Penn and was reading Vogue secretly behind CNN. So there were some ways where I was consuming it on a more personal level and not pursuing it professionally. Or when I was playing tennis, I would go home after tennis practice and rip out Teen Vogue's when I used to collect them and then totally. kind of make like a mood board. And then alternatively, I kind of started to listen to the fact that I was actually, you know, wanted to maybe pursue that in a more professional capacity and kind of stop having to like sit down and realize that I was probably more interested in doing that right while I was at my day job or after school after I was done playing sports perfect so let's actually get into Penn because I yeah. think that's where this whole creativity versus school versus this comes into so coming back to Penn what did you study tell us your whole college experience obviously I want to hear about tennis because yeah. tennis is such a big part of I think if you played a sport your whole life it's such a big part mm -hmm. of you forever mm -hmm. And I just want to hear the realms of jobs you went into and how they molded you. And especially with tennis, because I find that to be such a big 
you've done how long have you been playing since you I was since I was seven right you're 30 years old it's a big part of your life yeah so tell us about it tell us about your experience at Penn what brought you there what was like what was the vibe of what brought you there because again you're super creative so I could see you being New York City at Parsons like study you know what I mean I totally thought I was gonna go to NYU that's so that's so on the nose guys we did not talk about any of this like at all at all whatsoever yeah no I was looking at Vassar and NYU and and Columbia and so the fact that I ended up in Philly where I right where I grew up and went to high school um I went to school high school at Penn Charter in Philly which is very close to Penn was um I don't know I, I don't know how I ended up choosing it but it definitely was an intense environment and it was really fun. It's definitely a school that's known for work hard, play hard. Um, but I'm someone who has to like put in a lot of work and just can't yeah. like crunch the night before. Like my oh husband my can God. just crunch Neither the night can before. I. Are you kidding? I need like two full <laughs> nights of sleep, rest, silence, like great meals. Right. And then I'm okay. Right. And <laughs> it was the kind of school where everyone didn't really want to reveal all the work that maybe went into those kind of success stories and so I mean you know I spent many times at nights at your house I I know the party side not here for the educational (laughs) side but I do know that you guys really partied really really hard I mean Theos let's like I could go on about shout out Jesse and Grant Schaefer (laughs) like literally um (laughs) no but I mean I I'll never forget the parties that I went to with my sister they're putting hot sauce in their eyes and like just hazing the shit out of each other sorry if I'm ruining Penn's uh, guidelines here. <laughs> but tell us, I want to know, because you mentioned broadcast journalism. Yeah. What was, what were you like trying to gauge? Like what was your inspiration behind broadcast? Like what made you want to be, obviously I know you to be such a personable human, but what, like what inspired you? Who inspired you to like want to be in the front, in the mm-hmm. limelight? Yeah, I definitely wanted to do something in communications. And so I think, I don't, I think it was an internship at Inside Edition one summer I felt really comfortable on camera, loved writing scripts, like obviously loved to write in high school and college, but then kind of going on video, kind of what we're doing right now, right? What Mm -hmm. you do on your podcast, I found to be super interesting, finding out people's stories, sharing them. (laughs) Thank you. You know, I just, that I really took to that. And then- You're a storyteller too. Yeah. Thank I mean, you. I mean, you and I, I literally, no, you and I literally have communicated <laughs> for ten years without seeing each other. We probably literally could just story tell forever. Share and I, narratives via DM. A hundred percent. We're like, we like go deep, yeah. deep in the DMs. Yeah, very. Like, if you want to find Jordan and I, and we're not answering, it's because we're really we're deep into something yeah. really hard, and we have each other's numbers. We're so. not just sending each other smile emojis. No, it's like it's like a deep conversation. So really quickly, because I want to kind of drop yeah. pen a little bit, because we're gonna move on. Yeah. But I know. Growing up in Philly myself, there's so much diversity. Yeah. There's so much going on. There's so much culture. Yeah. How do you think that um, may have guided you in the direction you're in now, which we'll get to? Because you took so many art roads. You were in fashion. You went here. How do you think Philly, creativity and vibe? Because it's such a different place. It really is unlike any other school. I mean, I went to University of Arizona, and it was just New York, New Jersey people. You know right. what I mean? As right. opposed to... I'll never forget one day I was in, waiting for Melissa in the bathroom and, like, like the princess of Ghana was, like, next to me. Do you know what I mean? It's just a really different world. Right. So to, how did that, like, play into you moving forward? Yeah, I think at Penn, again, it's such an amazing school, but there is definitely go, like, the, the safe route of, you know, getting a great job in banking or mm-hmm. finance or, you know, my best friends all, all senior year. One had a job at TFA. Goldman Sachs and American Express, and I didn't know what the 
fuck I was doing. Of course. And that scared the shit out of me. Um, and so during graduation at a really kind of, you know, school where everyone's pretty successful to answer, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I want to pursue broadcast journalism was really hard for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, eventually I did, I got a job two weeks later, moved down to the shore, shout out to the shore. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you don't know the shore. What up, Castles? <laughs> yeah. Hi. What up, Dinos? Yeah. Sacco subs. Literally, we could go The dairy on. bar. Like, all the dairy yeah. bar. Um, Jimmy's over sprinkles, FYI. Literally, um, we could go on. It's sickening. But I lived in a, basically a beach town for a whole year pursuing news, and I worked at a news station, carried my own camera, was on, was on TV, produced, you know, news segments, listened to the police reports to pick out breaking news totally. did it all and having my friends all move to New York City or Los Angeles right after college for these very much kind of straight track jobs made me feel it didn't really phase me until I no longer liked broadcast journalism so I was when I'm passionate about what I'm doing I'm all in and I'm feeling pretty confident about it but similar to tennis when my passion starts to wane I then start to question myself and then I'm looking around me and getting super insecure so I feel like there's this huge correlation being into what I'm doing and then feeling confident. And the second I lose interest, I then start to kind of just worry too much about what other people are doing. Absolutely. And we're going to get right into that. So now we are in the timeline of graduating Penn. Yeah. Take us through the process of your first job, which was obviously at Margate in Margate, which you just told us about. But then two weeks later, something happened. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we, I left NBC40, um, dabbled in a bunch of different jobs in communications, um, print journalism, fashion blogging, social media, um, and then went to LA for a business trip. I was kind of babysitting this pro surfer at the time um, and helping her with her social content. Hi, Maddie Peterson. Love you. Um, She was this big major surfer from Wildwood. She's amazing. And, um, Oh my God. Wildwood, New Jersey. Wildwood, New Jersey. Oh my God. Wildwood. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was with Maddie and ran into a fellow sorority sister who basically told me there was this great opportunity to do fashion blogging. Um, sorry, fashion, social media content for wild Fox. And while I was at Margie, I fell in love with my now husband and we were really hot and heavy for two years. But kind of when I was getting lost in my career, I was also getting a little lost in my relationship. Um, And so when I was out on this trip in L.A., she gave me the opportunity to apply to Wild Fox. I took a tour of the building out there in Silver Lake. It's so cute. Ashley Steinberg, thank you so much for this opportunity, FYI. (laughs) Um, And Jesse and I were really great, but then once I started kind of getting lost in my career we started to have some issues as well and basically he said something like go get your own apartment become independent and he thought I was maybe moving down the street in Philadelphia meanwhile I tell him I'm moving across the country I got a job in LA I'm 25 and I'm gonna kind of lean into my independence um so that was that well I so vibe that because as you know, I lived in LA and I was a PA working for Tori Spelling and I was once the driving minivan girl also <laughs> and picking up people's coffee and doing the tasks that nobody ever wants to do and it can be really debilitating. I had no free time as I was telling you. It honestly kind of made me leave LA to be honest. Hmm. But I want you to talk us through, since you just told us the Jesse story, now tell us from Wild Fox to moving back 
And guys, we're gonna get to clove so soon. There's just a few more steps. That's why Jordan's here, cause she's gone fucking through it. So go through it and let's like, tell us about your LA experience, what you learned there, what changed in your relationship and what made you finally move back. Yeah, um, basically LA was great for me um, in the sense that I was kind of out of my comfort zone. I'd already always been in Philly um, for the most part. And um, Jesse and I having to do long distance, uh, we didn't really know what we were gonna do when I got out there from like a relation status point of view, but he really went the extra mile, literally gained a lot of, you know, flight like airline miles because <laughs> he would come every third weekend of the month to visit me and um I was just busting my ass you know learning the ropes of social media content creation and marketing and digital marketing at Wild Fox which was such a creative fashion company and while I was really leaning into my career we were also kind of blossoming as a couple mm-hmm. um because I think what makes us really successful now is that we're quite independent and that's kind of our MO, like we do our own thing and then Absolutely. we come together and like that's why we're attracted to each other. And I think I lost that when I was in Philadelphia for that, you know, I was kind of like living in his apartment, didn't really totally. have my own space. No, so you like, got like comfortable, yeah, you're, yeah. which, which is, leads me to my next thing and I know about Jesse, but I see that the way we talk, I feel like Jesse's motivated you a lot to to do this next endeavor that we'll get to. So can you just tell us the inspiration behind Jesse and his family and how, even your own family, yeah. how they've inspired you yeah. to take these leaps of faith? Because it takes family and help and support for all of that to go down. And obviously, Boomer inspires me daily. Love him so much. I wouldn't even probably be doing this podcast if it weren't for him being like, Lex, it's time. You've been talking about it so much. So... I want to know about Jesse and how he's inspired you because that's your husband, that's that's your person, and that's who you're going to grow your life with. So tell us what, how Jesse has impacted this. Yeah, my husband works six days a week. Um, he um, is in a family business, and he definitely um, is always working, and his parents, um, my in-laws, Nancy and Lenny, are <laughs> so badass. They work a lot. And then my mom is just so supportive and raised four kids. and All girls, right? Uh, three girls and one three boy. Girl, okay. Endless energy. Like, such a great... She always says... She's she, gorgeous. Thank you. She, <laughs> she, she ran a mar- She's ran five marathons, like, graduated the top of her class from law school. Like, just was so motivated and so even though she was basically a stay-at-home mom she was so kind of more than that she ever I, 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 I hate that I, description because i, I feel like first of all stay-at-home moms do way more than yeah, anyone yeah. ever thinks so that's what she tells me no yeah. three th- four kids or three four kids four yeah. kids is, is, is i have no kids yeah. I, I only have a boyfriend um <laughs> but that's a lot that's a full-time job and i've mentioned this on a few podcasts but shout out to all the moms who do it because we would we're too women here yeah. independently trying to do it all and we wouldn't I know for a fact you and I would not do it if we didn't see our moms work really really hard and show us that it matters oh my god she t- she drove me to every tennis tournament um and went to all of my siblings activities never missed a beat um or skipped a beat rather but no I mean Jesse is at the end of the day he finds it really sexy to have a, of course to have a wife that loves to work and and kind of just that I think the more the more and more I became established in my career, I felt like the more and more he was into me. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> which is interesting, you know. No, well, you know what? It's it makes sense because he's such a hard worker that for him, he's like, "That's my girl." Right. Oh, you heard about Clove? 
that's my <laughs> company. I wish anyone could see me. I'm, like, pointing to myself like I'm, like, the hottest thing. But, no, that, you know, like, it, there is something. I think, you know, even Boomer, when someone is like, oh, my God, you're, I saw your girlfriend teaches yoga. I'm sure he's thinking, that's my girl. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's something about it that is... It's just really nice, and it's really nice to see the person you love doing what they love. Like, there's nothing harder, I think, than seeing somebody, even if it's a friend, seeing them unhappy or not motivated or uninspired when you know they have so much inspiration that could go into their brain. So that's why I really wanted to just briefly touch up on Jesse and his family and your family, because I know that they've played such a big role. And for anyone who doesn't know Philly, we are literally the city of brotherly love, and I don't think anyone in Philly would really let anyone fail. I think any, like, strong-willed person like Jesse who sees so much and you wouldn't want you... He wanted you to do this because it's... Look at you. You're, like, bright-eyed and, like, you're, you're, like, I'm sexy. I'm great. Like, you don't need anyone to tell you that anymore. You've got it all on your own, and that's amazing. Do you want to, like, brief up on the few jobs you did in New York? Yeah, yeah. Just, like, a quick before yeah. then we can go into, like... Totally. Yeah. Before LA, I was doing, um, I was a contributor covering red carpet style at hollywoodlife.com. Didn't really take to the gossip journalism world. Um, And, you know, I would say that once I kind of came back to Philly after a while at Fox, um, I did a, um, basically a social job for Hendrix Gin at an agency. And I loved that agency. I loved the people, but I really missed the fashion world. Mm -hmm. And that's what took me to anthropology. And anthropology was an amazing experience at Philly at the Navy Yard. Um, I was there for roughly two years. Um, kind of had a whole team, reported to the most badass women. Love you, Jody Harrison. Um, she was, <laughs> so many shout-outs. Yeah, I had all these amazing female bosses who really k- kind of groomed me, and I think that kind of goes against what people hear about kind of women being hard on women in the work world, like, these women were so great to me, the ones who took chances on me. Well, if anyone listened to the podcast before, um, with Nicole Sozi, she works for Lily Sadugi, and she works in an all-female company as well, and she's never felt so inspired and motivated and here for it, and, you know, she's worked with other companies that we talked about, and right. it's just, like, they motivate her. They're, it's not just, you know, they're they're growing. They're at Stony Clover. They're J. Crew. They're, you know, and it's, those are women doing it. Yeah. That's, and it's, it's empowering. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. Yeah. Keep going. Keep um, telling us. So then, no, and then I randomly um, got an inbox in my LinkedIn from um, my business partner and the founder of Clove, Joe, Joe Ammon, and um, the other third musketeer on the team, Paula Bellotti, who runs operations. And the two of them kind of, I mean, Joe reached out to me and we met for coffee in Philly and I really wasn't looking to leave anthropology. I was super happy. I was in my element. So in your element. I was, I was running the feed with an amazing team of content creators and, and I ideating on campaigns and really leaning into that role. And when Joe reached out to me, I, he told me about Clove and he was at Wharton and how he had this idea because his wife was a nurse who was on her feet all day. She went through four pairs of sneakers in four months. And he's creating this amazing sneaker that could do it all, kind of like these healthcare professionals who mm-hmm. do it all. And Clove has a double meaning. A C with a bar on top means with. So the brand means with love. Because mm. nurses write, you know, nursing school is already hard enough, but they have to learn a new language. So they write C with oh, a bar totally. on top. Like just throw in some Latin there yeah, while they're learning the sciences. Um, so he reached out to me in December of, or October rather of 2018 or 2019. And by the time it was spring and he was graduating, I was ready to leave anthropology and 
join the team officially. Amazing. Well, all right, Chard, you are the definition of hardworking. You do not give up on yourself. You know yourself. And I'm so fucking here for that. This is such a good ebb and flow story that I think and know so many people can relate to. And I want to just know something. So far, what has been your highest high besides getting married? Before we get into Clove, because I know Clove is a very big high, but, but besides getting married, what was one of your biggest highs? Um, I think my biggest high was my grandfather, who is my hero and mentor, who passed last summer. I'm sorry. No, thank you. Um, he's like my North Star, and I'm one of 13 grandchildren, and we all like love him so much and think about him every day. Um, knowing him, knowing that I was going somewhere, and it doesn't even matter where, just gave me such kind of fulfillment. It doesn't even matter what type of job I was in. I think he saw that I was finally reaching kind of my element, and it's not a specific moment. I just him knowing that I was I kind could, of like, reaching. I literally my, could like cry right yeah, now. Yeah. Reaching That's reaching so my sweet. potential was really and him knowing that I was reaching my potential was just an amazing feeling it's not really a moment as much as a high feeling but it's it it is it is a high feeling and that's amazing and that's so sweet and like that's great that you really cherish him and cherish value what he would want and think and that's just the nicest thing ever well I was gonna say what are your what's one of your lowest lows but that was just too good of a high (laughs) and I'm not here for the low anymore but now that we have made it I was going to say, let's talk about Clove, but I actually would really like for you to mention Penn and your transition out of Penn because I think your experience is so different from many. As you mentioned, many people were recruited into jobs like sophomore year, like middle sophomore year ending, and that wasn't necessarily your steez and style. And I do want you to talk about how different it is being at an Ivy League school where everyone kind of is already set up and you weren't in that place. And that's a lot of people who go to Ivy League schools. They just don't <laughs> want to talk about it. And that's many things people don't want to talk about, but that's what the vibe is here for, to fucking talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely was going against the grain in terms of not having that straight and narrow path. Um, at the time, I was definitely questioning it all, but mm-hmm. in retrospect, I'm so glad I did it. Um, I probably was feeling a little insecure about it, but I just kind of leaned into that kind of curvy route I was embarking right. on and have never looked back since. And I think to all those people who are, doesn't matter what type of school you are, and just knowing that, I mean, not to quote the Sixers, but to trust the process a little would be what I would tell my 22, 25, 27-year-old self throughout all these moments um, at, at not only at Penn, but also thereafter. Totally. Yeah. Well, now that we've made it, and I appreciate you letting us know, because I know it's not easy to mention, you know, when other people are doing, maybe being a little more successful than you are, and you're in the back burner, but, like, that's why we're going to get to Clove. (laughs) Because Jordan is not in the back burner anymore, babies. So tell us about Clove. Tell us about your baby. Yeah, so um, we launched in November. We're a DTC startup creating sneakers for healthcare professionals. And what is DTC? Just Sorry. For anyone who does yes, not know. Yes, a direct-to-consumer startup. So mm-hmm. we're exclusively sold online. We're here to disrupt the market in the sense that when you're passing someone wearing scrubs on the street, you may notice that they're wearing clogs. And clogs are not necessarily really good for you, but they are the standard, the industry standard. So we're here to kind of change up some things. Um, our sneakers are not just comfortable and cute. They're also easy to clean. Mm-hmm. They're made out of this upper material called chlorina. I'm not going to get too in the weeds, but basically when you're 
in this industry, you shouldn't be, you should be pretty sanitary. So Absolutely. you're able to wipe down your sneaker <laughs> when you're leaving a patient to patient room. So, um, and then our, even like your sneakers smell after standing them and then them all day. So our insoles are, you can wash them. So the shoe is not just cute. It's very functional and we're creating not just a sneaker that does it all, but we're also creating a brand world that really finally speaks to the modern healthcare professional. Absolutely, and I'm all here for it. You know, I'm so excited and proud of you, and I probably send you ads daily of your competitors, and I'm always like, fuck this, who's this? We're bringing them down. <laughs> and, you know, I have to say, through all of your transitions, we've always remained pretty close, and I'm really thankful for that, and I think that's a big Philly thing. With that being said, any final things or pieces of advice you want to give anyone who's unsure of their next move besides trust the process? Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I think my advice would be to not worry too much about what other people are doing. Everyone has their moment. Everyone will get their moment. Um, And whether, you know, whether you're having a quarter-life crisis like I did at the age of 25 or having it now at Mm -hmm. the age of 30, just know that it's going to all come full circle. Really smart. Where do you see Clove in 10 years? Not your relationship, because that's for a personal moment. Right after this, where do you see Clove in 10 years? Or where would you like to see Clove in 10 years? Yeah, I would love Clove, and I think we're already doing this, just to really mirror what healthcare professionals need and want. We're really the type of brand that responds to what people want. Like, literally, we're working on you know, the product development and I'm, I'm crowdsourcing it via Instagram. Like we're literally taking feedback in real time from doctors, nurses, technicians, med students, nursing students, pre-med students, all of it. And so, and I I can't tell you what it's going to look like, but Mm -hmm. I just know that it will be kind of authentic to what they want. Amazing. Amazing. I'm so proud of you and I'm really excited about it. I mean, I am someone who is in wellness and I think it's incredible that you've turned your fashion self, your pen self, your tennis self, you've emerged all of these things and all of these things that have molded your brain into becoming the human that you are into maybe it took eight years, but like you got here and maybe you it started, took ten years. <laughs> maybe it took ten years. Maybe it took a little longer. But you know what? You got here and it's worth it. And even we were talking in my kitchen before and Jordan was like it's not even work because I'm so happy doing what I'm doing. And once you're there, and again, we were having some major talks in the kitchen, but once you find that moment of being like, this isn't even work, I love what I'm doing. And of course we all have stressful moments such as life, but to be predominantly happy with what you're doing, and especially in a startup, like the first year is the toughest. Right. So it's really great to hear that it's going well and that you're happy because now that you're in the health industry, you now know that you matter the most. They always say put your, when you're in a plane, put your oxygen mask on first so you can help others. And that's what I always say to everyone. I'm like, you got to look out for you first. So if you're happy and you're doing what you love, amazing. And I think it's amazing that your mom, your significant other, his family, your family, all these things, college, like they're all part of who you are and you're doing something really loving and giving back. And you may not see that in your own way, but for me, I'm like, do you know how happy those people with that have been wearing clogs for 15 years are like thank god I'm in shoes I'm in real I am in real shoes now like thank you Jordan like literally that's probably what they're saying so anything else you want to say before we wrap up clove no just that clove is 
it's a startup, but it's, I feel like I'm finally doing something. Obviously, fashion is fashion, but I'm, I feel like we're doing something really special here. You are doing something yeah. really special. But just to echo what you were saying. But no, you are doing something special. And I say that also because when I say I find her competition, I'm like, they're doing that because I saw that she did it first, so they're copying her. And that's just my mindset. I'm always like, they're copying Jordan, and that's that. So obviously <laughs> you did, like, same thing with the necktie. And I don't know if you noticed this. Same thing with the necktie 10 years ago. You were ahead of the time. So now with the shoe thing, I think you're ahead of, of people's time with that. I just don't think, I just think, I want you to remember the necktie, how in, uh, insanely ahead of time you were, and now how insanely ahead of this you are with everyone. Because no one, except these stupid competitors, has designed something like you have. Thank you. Until this past year. And you know that I've, I've literally <laughs> been, I'm like, no, 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 This just happened. You just started this first. I know who came first. <laughs> yes. Lex is fully on the clove team now. Literally, I should like stand outside of uh, hospitals and just be like, yo, get these sneakers. So thank you for all of that. I know I'm a little much right now, but <laughs> let's get personal if that's okay. Yeah, please. You ready? Yeah. So obviously I want to know about your love story. Spill it. Tell us everything. Tell us from start to marriage. So Jesse, Margate, man. Margate's where everything (laughs) starts. Again, the shore. Um, Jesse and I met, I think I was 23. He was 26. I was working down the shore that summer. And we kept on bumping into each other at Maynard's. Do you remember that cafe? (laughs) Are you kidding? Maynard's? Yes. Are you, yes. It's a bar. It's not a cafe, but it's no, called it's Cafe literally Maynard's. Like a, it's like a concrete floor with a... It's not even a bar. It's literally just like a space. It's a space, yeah. So that's it. We, yeah, we, Maynard's is a great time. It's a great time, especially when you're under the age of 25. Oh, yeah. um, it was so many summer balmy nights where we would just be kind of eyeing each other across the bar, but nothing really happened. And then um, I'm very much like... I, if I want something, I'll make it happen. <laughs> and um, my uncle and Jesse are um, both in the bread industry, or my uncle was, used to be. And I told my uncle Jay, um, who whose house I was living at the shore when I was working as a reporter, I have such a crush on Jesse. I need you to set me up with him. And so my <laughs> uncle put in a good word for me. And my it's husband hysterical. was like, I don't shit where I eat. I'm not going to like go out with someone who, who I work with. That's amazing. <laughs> Um, but eventually I asked someone else to set us up. And so I did this all very coyly. Like I didn't, he didn't think I was really doing it at the time, but I was. Totally. You were being like sleek about yeah, it. Yeah. Super like, sleek. No one needs yeah, to know. Yeah. But then eventually the, the tables turned and he asked me out. So he was all under the impression that it was all like kind of him making all the moves. You're like, no, no, no. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. One, one September evening, he was down the shore for a business meeting and, we went to uh, Tomatoes. Oh also, my God, of course, another staple <laughs> for drinks. And the bar was empty because it was off season and um, the rest was history kind of. Amazing. Yeah. So I know I can finally say it. Cheats! <laughs> Jordan's husband is handed on one of the best follows in the game or you can just follow her if you want to see him eat. It's literally one of the funniest things. It's probably mine and my sister's biggest bonding experience when we're like, did you see uh, Jesse eating that? 10 pounds of ice cream or like that's out of control it really really is so give us a rundown and just so you know ash and i are your guys's biggest fans what's your relationship like like tell us your wedding your like your married life tell us all of it because jesse is fascinating you're fascinating in yourself but if anyone follows you and sees jesse guys the way he eats it's like no one else is in the room no one's there am i wrong like if that's what it feels for me i'm like 
I'm like, you're filming him and he does not even notice or care because that's how into the food he is. It's like, you gotta follow him. His, I hope I get Jesse not follow No, no, follow no you are. Yeah, I mean, he's really, I'm, I'm better at capturing content, so you can just. Well, because he doesn't notice. He doesn't notice. And it's amazing. Yeah. And, and does he get upset ever? No, no, he's, he really is unaware. He's honestly, <laughs> without sounding cheesy, that is emblematic of his appetite for life. Like his appetite for food is how he is about oh, life. Oh, that's amazing. Like, just being in a cab, he'll talk about life with the cab driver. He'll hit up conversations with our waitress or waiter. Like, he's just all about talking to people, and his zest for life is, like, he makes me look like an introvert, and I'm not an introvert. No. He's just so out there. Um, I need to, I can't believe I haven't met Jesse. And if I had like that, I feel like him. if I did, yeah. I was like, I was like yeah. 18, and that doesn't count. Yeah, he's I'm just like down. Not the same person. He just wakes up every day happy. And I'm pretty much like a happy person, but he's truly like, doesn't wake up without worry and that's great that's amazing and I feel like that's the vibe I get from him he's just like living yeah his life. he's here for and I feel like that's a great balance for you yeah because again you're a rigid you are go by the you're like a by the books girl and it's interesting because we could also chill on the couch and watch housewives and do nothing but you are by the books girl so to have you be with a guy who's super lax just you know, eating five cheesesteaks away is is obviously super interesting, but I see so much of the yin and yang between you two. Like, yeah. so, so much He of helps that. me loosen up a lot. And that's what's necessary. Listen, yeah. I totally need that from Boomer as well. I think he needs that from me. I think that's really important in a relationship to balance each other's whatever each other needs out. Yeah, and I'm here for the Jesse show, always. I'm <laughs> always here. I, you actually really haven't been posting him much, so Sorry. I know. Thank I'll you. Work on we it. like, yeah, please do. I know you're busy with your startup, but like, some of us need. That's my comic relief of the day, you know? Like, seeing Jesse eat is like my. That's like my bar stool. Right. You know? right, right. <laughs> I'm like, seeing him go fucking ham and knowing that I know yeah. him, I'm like, no, no, no. I know this kid. He's the like, real star out of this couple. Yeah, we gotta he's, get, we gotta get him like viral. Podcast. No, we yeah. gotta get him viral. Yeah. Like, he's just, he could go viral. Yeah. So, I want to end on, on, on this note. And I'm gonna leave it here. I just want you to leave us with something super raw, real, and inspirational. I know I can count on you for this one. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this earlier, but my 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 end kind of thesis is be nice to everyone. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this, and I also someone just wrote about this in an interview, and I said the same thing. Not because you're gonna want from some want something from them down the road, but you just never know. It's it's not about like keeping your network open. It's truly just requires too much energy to be negative and like Absolutely. push someone away or burn bridges. Like I'm just really all about staying positive, being nice to people, treating them equally, because that just makes, I think, my, it has made my kind of career path successful, and it's not why I've done it, but it just, that's, to me, like, the secret ingredient, just being nice. I love that you used ingredient, because Jesse <laughs> comes full circle. All right, so we're going to wrap this up. Jordan, I am really, really proud of everything you've done. I think you know that I'm so stoked for my followers to get to know you a little bit better. I'm so happy with everything that you're doing. I think it's amazing that you're joining this wellness space, but also using your creativity to still stay Jordan, which is so important in all of this, because I think you went hopped around and didn't get to keep your identity. And here it's like, guys, please follow Go Clove after this. But once you see it, it's just Jordan vibes and like, it's you. And it's, Thanks, like, guys. everything that, like, 
you've worked for and everything that you did served its purpose whether it was a super high or a low 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 like even when I was telling you in LA like those low moments brought both of us here on the couch yeah a couple years later and like we're both both of us are bright and smiling and happy and everyone's freaking out of our coronavirus and we're just fine and that says a lot about both of us. We really grew up a lot and we really found what works for us. And for you specifically, I'm just so proud of you. Again, I am literally always looking at who is competing with you. And I'm like, no, 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 report, report, report. <laughs> I'm so mean. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not that mean. But, you know, when I when I support someone, I, um, it's I'm... It's very silly to be very loyal. I'm very loyal when it comes to that. Yeah. And, like, you're my person. So, like, I, I want you to... I want. I want you. To, I don't want anyone else to not succeed. Obviously, I yeah. just want you to succeed. The OG. For, the OG. Yes. yes. I Again, that. I saw it for. I saw you do it first, so I know right. where it's coming from. Right. So that's that. But just to close out, I am just like super thankful that you came out. You took a train out on a Tuesday. You took the risk of. You took no risk, actually. You said what your life is about, and it's really, really, really sweet and kind of you and means so much to me to be vulnerable and so many <laughs> we're holding hands right now. <laughs> and, I'm holding a scrunchie and and I just hope you know that I'm so fucking proud of you I think everything you've done I mean I saw you as an 18 year old girl going to college and wow. 12 years ago yeah really really yeah. long time ago yeah. and now you're 30 and we it's it's crazy you're married with an amazing husband and doing what you finally really want to do and again I'm so happy to hear that you come home you feel sexy you feel good you're both independent you both love what each other's doing and you're both so supportive in that and I just think that's super special and again I look up to you and Jesse I think that what you guys have is really really special and I think you know what I want to take away from this is it's okay to fall back. It's okay to fall down. It's okay to have other people tell you, hey, I think you need to level up for us to like grow. I think that those are all things that are growing pains that none of us really ever talk about. And I'm really grateful that you did. And yeah. I love you. And I'm just going to give you a hug after this because I can't help it. And I'm just so thankful that you came in today. And you're just a beauty and a sight to see. And I can't wait to see clove everywhere You're i'm so sorry sweet. i don't work in a hospital no no it's okay <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna send you a what's that your small five yeah we have fives amazing you should yeah. i feel like yeah like many doctors are yeah. small yeah <laughs> um Thanks, but Lex. of course thank you so much and where can people follow anything i want them to follow you i want them to follow clove so just plug in those at yeah, 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 for sure. So our Instagram is at GoClove, um, and our website's www.goclove.com. And my personal is Jordan with a Y, J-O-R-D-Y-N dot Amoroso. Um, and when you come to Philly, DM me and we'll get a hoagie. I love you, hoagie. Oh, my God, no one ever says that anymore. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Jordan and I are going to go hang for a minute. And I love you, Jordan. Thank you for coming on the podcast. You're the best. Bye, guys.